Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another awesome episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. For today's talk, I'm your host, Tia Fabi, and today we're going to be speaking to a really exciting guest, Jonathan Walker, who is the new showrunner for Sci-Fi's Van Helsing. We've got a really exciting show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about that as well as the upcoming Snowpiercer series and Netflix's Woo Assassin. So it's going to be really exciting, and I can't wait to get him on the line so that we can really dive deep in all these amazing projects. Perfect. Jonathan, how are you today? I'm excellent. How are you? Oh, good. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you got a busy schedule, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I was looking at your credentials, and you are one heavy hitter there, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Um, well, first, I just have to say congratulations for being the new showrunner for Sci-Fi's Van Helsing. I know that you guys were at San Diego Comic-Con recently, so you have to tell me, how was that experience? Well, I've been to... Comic-Con a couple of times, and, and every year it sort of seems to get bigger and crazier and uh, more exciting. Um, we uh, were very, very well received again this year. We had um, a really, uh, you know, packed um, panel, and um, and also the signing that we did afterwards in the sale pavilion. Lots of fans that, you know, had come from really long ways away and had taken a lot of effort to get to, to see us all and to meet us, and, and that was really rewarding to, uh, to to meet with fans that are big supporters of the show. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know if it's wishful thinking, but because you guys went to San Diego Comic-Con, is there any chance that we'll be able to see you guys at New York Comic-Con? Uh, well, there's always a possibility. I mean, it's, it's tricky only in the sense that, um, you know, we've got a, a production schedule where once we wrap actors all head off to go do other projects or, you know, get involved in other things. And I just don't know whether the timing will line up, but hopefully I've always, I've not been to the New York Comic Con and I would really love to go. I've heard great things about it. Oh yeah. I'm in New York, so it would be excellent to see that panel if you guys were able to make it. But we of course know that busy production schedules, you know, you guys got a timeline and you have to adhere to that, so completely understand. Um, Van Helsing is just this fan favorite show that 
has this really wonderful um, female strong lead to it. And we're getting into the fourth season. So you took over for Neil Labute, um, who did the first three seasons. How has it been um, picking up? And will fans kind of still get that feeling that they had for the first three seasons? Or are you planning on going in a different direction for the fourth season? Well, it's a really good question. Um, I've obviously, I've been involved with the show since the very beginning, working alongside Neil. So I have a, a really good working understanding of what the show is and, and what appeals to the fans about the show. But, um, you know, Neil did a great job setting up some really great fundamental elements of the show. And I didn't want to, you know, throw the, the good stuff out. So what I did is is I definitely came in with a mandate that I wanted to turn the show in a slightly new direction but keep the DNA of what makes the show work. So um, definitely uh, this season uh, we have uh, involved a lot uh, of new characters. Um, we have taken the show into uh, areas, um, locations, and shooting styles that we've never done before. Um, so the show definitely has a its own look and feel this season while still being the same show that everyone uh, has known and loved. Yeah, and that's absolutely perfect. And um, as kind of mentioned just a little, little earlier, because it's a sci-fi show, I mean, we have seen some really awesome shows on sci-fi with Van Helsing, Winona Earp, Krypton. I mean, what would you kind of say that maybe just a few years ago even people kind of thought of the Sci-Fi Network as the channel that kind of premiered stuff like, say, Sharknado, and now they are producing these really just quality shows. I mean, do you feel just like happy to kind of be a part of um, of that? Yeah, listen, I'm always much more interested in trying to, to do, um, you know, good quality work and push genre into new territory. I think across the board, what start, what's been happening in the past five or ten years especially is that the, the quality of television as a whole has elevated itself because there's now so many boutique um, services and, and uh, over-the-top services, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all the other players, and they're all looking to try and establish themselves with a unique voice and hopefully with some quality content to bring eyeballs to their service. So I, I love the fact that Sci-Fi have been very supportive of our show and have encouraged us to, to try and push in new directions and, and do cool things with it because uh, you know, they're, they're very much about wanting to put some cutting-edge uh, programming out there, and um, I'm happy to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you are in the midst of season four, but are there any plans for a season five? Do you have any ideas of how to kind of go forward um, after season four? Yeah, well, we we always um, are hopeful uh, of a season five pickup. I think that there's certainly a good possibility that that can can happen. Uh, obviously, without season four having aired yet, um, it's a little hard to to say definitively that we will move ahead with the show. But um, no, I, I've I've planted some really um, important seeds this season in season four that uh, tee up, as I said, a bit of a new direction for the show moving forward, but it opens up some new story avenues um, by introducing some new characters and some new backstory and 
you know, one of the one of the um, not so well held secrets at this point, because there's already been a press release about it, is um, <laughs> that Dracula joins uh, our storytelling in in this season four. Uh, played by the fantastic Trisha Helfer, who most people know from Battlestar Galactica and Lucifer. Um, and so that's opened up the show in a whole new direction. So I think there's lots of story track to move forward with the show, and we'll just uh, have to see how people respond to season four. Excellent. And would you say that the introduction of Dracula is what fans should kind of be most excited about in this upcoming season? Well, fortunately, I think it's one of one of many things to be excited about. Um, you know, Dracula is obviously an iconic character. Whenever you're telling a, a vampire-related story, um, we started off, uh, you know, very early on in season one with this idea that, well, if we have a, a female vampire hunter, um, what if we end up having a female Dracula? And so we've sort of slowly positioned ourselves to develop this character and, and reveal them. And uh, I think it's a really, really amazing turn and change in the show for this season. And she's a fantastic performer, and I think she brings an amazing uh, level of, of quality to that character. And that's awesome. And I'm really excited to see that myself. Um, and with your work in Van Helsing, obviously you have had um, work with uh, Alex Ponovic, who we spoke to, I believe, close to about a year ago, and he's just absolutely fantastic. But not only do you work with him on Van Helsing, but um, you are also, and correct me if I'm wrong, working with him on the upcoming Snowpiercer series. Yeah, Alex and I have known each other for years. Vancouver is an interesting place because, you know, there's there's a, a very vibrant uh, production community here with lots of great actors, and um, you know, but we, a lot of us know each other or have crossed paths on various projects. So Alex and I first uh, did a, because um, I worked for many years as an actor too, so I did a, a movie, he and I acted as, as bad guys together about probably 10 years ago. And then we've crossed paths since, so I was able to hire him uh, to play a part in a show called Continuum that we did for sci-fi a few years back. Um, and uh, we did a, a movie together as actors a couple of years ago, and then lo and behold, we have him on Van Helsing. And then, yeah, Snowpiercer was one of those situations where I got hired onto the project, and then a little later on, Alex got hired onto the project. And so it's just been those happy coincidences of being able to cross paths uh, both in front of and behind the camera, and uh, he's a really uh, wonderful talent and a, a lovely man. And I'm extremely pumped for Snowpiercer. I am a huge fan of the original movie starring Chris Evans, and you, well, first I do have to ask, for research and even uh, prior to uh, becoming you know, a part of Snowpiercer, have you seen the movie? I believe if I'm not wrong, that it came out in 2013. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, when I, got, um, when I got involved with the project, I sort of did the deep dive and, and watched the movie and, and looked at the original uh, comics, um, uh, got a compendium of them and went through them all and sort of immersed myself in that storytelling world. It's, it's a very interesting and, and unique uh, project. And so the TV series jumps off um, with a slightly, you know, a different take on the on the source material, same basic pr principle, same pr basic premise. But what's amazing about it is what you get to do with TV is you get to have a narrative that plays out with a lot more complexity because you're not fitting it into a two-hour 
format, you're, you're able to explore it at greater depth. So there's a very lush tapestry of amazing characters that, you know, like the movie, there's, there's all of the people from the back of the train, the tailies, all the way up through third class and second class, all the way up to the front of the train where the, the wealthy are, you know, uh, living a very comfortable lifestyle, unaware of the suffering happening at the back of the train, or, or unwilling to acknowledge it. And so the, the politics of all of that at the same time as, you know, the life and death struggle of trying to stay alive in a post-apocalyptic, you know, ice-laden uh, world, uh, it, there's a, a whole bunch of great things about it, so I'm very excited for the show. Yeah, and that commentary on politics was really what drew me to the original movie. So when I heard that they were making a TV series, I was like, this is great. Because as you said, you aren't confined to only maybe two, two and a half hours to tell a story. You can really flesh um, everything out. And according to your IMDb, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, um, you are playing a character called Big John? Yes. Okay, yeah, and so could you, that. you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, you know, can you tell us more about this character? Is he part of the back train uh, community? Yeah, so um, Big John is is uh, is one of the tailies, so stuck at the back of the train. Uh, we were a group of people who, this train was never designed for us. This This train was designed somewhat like a luxury cruise ship as this, you know, place for wealthy people to survive, you know, in comfort, what might be coming in in terms of this uh, Ice Age apocalypse. Um, but we all stormed the train and managed to get on board it um, before it departed. And so there was this uncomfortable detente that was created um, on board the train, which was we were stowaways, effectively, but rather than kick us off the train, the people at the front realized that they could use us as somewhat slave labor to keep the train running um, and so that's what ends up taking place. And so Big John is a guy who, um, very stoic, uh, very internal, but he's, he's the think, one of the thinkers of, of the group at the back um, and really, you know, wants to try and change the circumstances. Um, and, and it's in many ways this sort of this Soviet-style idea that, you know, there shouldn't be classes, there shouldn't be rich people at the front and poor people suffering at the back. There should be some equal status for all. And he's very much a part of the plan to try and right the wrongs of that by taking the train over and uh, restoring justice for the people at the back. But he also has a bit of a secret that uh, that he slowly reveals as the season goes on. Oh, well, now you have me even more interested in that. Um, I obviously won't press you because that's something that we want to see play out on screen. Um, I, I can only imagine what the production value of this show is going to be considering what they're going to have to even accomplish to do pretty much. I mean, with the, it being an ice age and having these like grand set designs, I mean, that just has to be so exciting. Yeah, well, it was definitely executed at a, a, a you know a, at a very high budget level, and it shows. I mean, every one of the episodes looks like a feature film. It doesn't look like a TV version of a feature film. Um, it, you know, the production quality is through the roof. The sets were incredible. They built, 
you know, a, a dozen rail cars in a soundstage, and they could actually articulate them. And by that, I mean, you know, literally they would move them around. They, you could stand in one car, and you could see the other one tailing away from you if you were going around a curve. Like, it was it's amazing. The amount of detail in it is incredible. And uh, having seen some of the footage, the VFX work uh, is incredible. Uh, you know, an amazing cast of actors. A, everyone is in for a really amazing, incredible ride uh, with this show. It's very well executed. And was there a lot of, say, physical demands? Because in the movie we see a lot of action scenes, um, especially on Chris Evans' part. So do you kind of get into all of that action in the show? There's definitely a, a very strong action component to the show. Uh, throughout the season, it certainly builds as the season goes on. Um, yeah, it, like the movie, there is a lot of um, conflict that happens. Um, a lot of blood is shed as the, as the you know story unfolds. So you know, it won't just be the politics. It won't just be sort of the social drama of of the people on board the train. It'll also be you know a, a pretty heavy duty conflict between everyone on board. Awesome! I really can't wait for that. That's going to be just incredibly epic. And so we have, you know, covered, you know, two things, one uh, that you are in essentially the back of the camera for, one in front of the camera, and you have also, um, again, going back to your uh, cr uh, credentials of kind of being behind the camera, you are also behind Netflix's upcoming series called Woo Assassins, which just dropped a trailer, and it looks amazing, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's again a very unique and different style of show that I think is going to be a big fan favorite. It's this incredible genre mash between um, Hong Kong style action, but also a, a mob story, a supernatural story. Um, you know, this this interesting historical piece. There's a whole bunch of amazingly different elements weaved together in a very satisfying package. Again, with this amazing cast, you know, Iko Ue comes from the Raid, um, who does all of his own stunt choreography, one of the most dedicated and uh, lethal-looking performers when you capture him on screen. Uh, and then this other amazing cap, Iron Man, and um, and, and uh, Lili and, and Juju. Like, there's an amazing cast of these uh, Chinese-based actors and North American-based actors. It's going to uh, be something quite unique and different, I think. That's awesome. And, you know, with these projects, um, what generally draws you? Because, again, you've done we, – we have three projects there that are just, you know, so incredibly different, and you take different stances on them. I mean, what draws you to take these type of projects on? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who I, – I, I, put in a box. I, I, I want to try different uh, experiences, and obviously having come from an acting background, and although I've more shifted into writing and producing in the past few years, um, I, I did never really want to completely take the acting hat off. I wanted to still have opportunities to do that, but I'm always looking for interesting different types of storytelling to get involved with, just because that's the most interesting way to pursue a career, I think. Uh, you know, just constantly challenge yourself to to explore different arenas and different methods of storytelling and different styles of work. And uh, all three of those shows are, you know, they're very, very different shows, all within genre. 
all very, very different, and um, and that's just exciting, a good challenge to have. Yeah, absolutely. And I know this is probably a bit of a unfair question, but what would you say you kind of prefer to be behind the camera or in front of the camera? Well, I think it's a it's a it's a good question, but it's always an ongoing dilemma for me because I very much enjoy the bigger picture of being behind the camera as specifically as a you know a showrunner or a um an executive producer because I get to help shape everything from beginning to end. Um, and that level of involvement is very creatively satisfying. It's obviously quite a bit more work over the long term because, you know, you're in a writing room breaking stories three or four months before you start shooting a season and then you're shooting a season for three or four months and then you're in post. So, you know, that job is a very time-consuming all, you know, all-in kind of experience, whereas the acting you get to kind of drop in and out of it. Um, but I also still love being in front of the camera. I still love the the buzz of playing a character and interpreting somebody else's writing and um, and playing in that arena is something I don't think I'll I'll, I'll ever want to completely give up. Right, and I completely don't blame you. I mean, with all these fantastic projects that are out there, um, it's great to not just kind of stick to one thing because you have the opportunity to do multiple things. Yeah, it's I, I, again. I'm very lucky to be in a, a position where I get to um, do a little bit of this and do a little bit of that, and and wear many hats, and that people um, have given me the latitude to do that. Because in many cases in this business, people want to just put a, a label on you and say, "Well, you just do this. You're just you know you you can only write genre or you can only act in this type of a show." And being given the latitude to do a bunch of different things has been a real blessing. Excellent. And I know that you have your hands full, but is there any other projects that you would like to shine light onto? Um, anything other than the three things that we've mentioned that you have upcoming um, that we should look out for? Well, I've got a bunch of stuff in various stages of development, none of which I can really talk too much about only because until there's a, you know, a green light to, to move into production with something, it's, it's not a, a happening thing. But I've got a lot of, um, uh, of really great cards up my sleeve, stories that I'm looking forward to telling that hopefully in the next year or two I'll be able to, uh, to, you know, to get actually before the cameras and, and then you know, I'd love to, to give you more information about them. Awesome. And now, before I you know, wrap things up and let you go, because I know how busy you are, I'm trying to settle a bet that I have with my editor-in-chief, because uh, the two of us were kind of wondering about this. And I could make a complete fool of myself right now, but it's okay. Um, have you uh, – there? so obviously, I, I don't know if you saw on Amazon, there's a show called The Boys that just came out. And there is someone in one of the episodes that looks a lot like you, and we were trying to figure out if it was in fact you. <laughs> uh, I can confirm that it's not me, um, only okay. because <laughs> I, I've heard I've heard a lot of buzz about the show, and I'm very excited to see it. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but uh, but no, I mean I've for the better part of the past year, I've been juggling three shows pretty much simultaneously. So uh, my my time has been very uh, consumed by those three projects. I haven't had much time <laughs> to see my family, let alone sneak off and do a, oh. a fourth show. <laughs> so oh. No, it's not me. 
Okay. You know, I, I figured I'd give it a shot. It was a small scene. I couldn't find anything online. And I was like, not going to ask. But then I said, you know what? I feel like we've built enough of a rapport. I can make a fool out of myself <laughs> if the answer is no. <laughs> But, I have um, every once in a while popped up in little cameo things in other people's projects, but uh, but that wasn't one of them. Okay. Hey, you never know. If Eric Kripke um, is listening, then maybe we need to get you on the second season, so then that could actually come to fruition. <laughs> I would I would be happy to. I think the uh, project sounds really intriguing, and the the trailer that I saw, I I can't wait to uh, to watch it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Jonathan, it has been so great speaking with you today because you just have these three wonderful projects that I'm really excited to watch. I'm really excited for fans to see because I think that they are going to be huge successes. Um, and again, thank you for taking the time out and can't wait to see what you do next. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it and thank you for the support. Perfect. All right. Have a great day, Jonathan. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.